Hey missionaries, this is Len, aka the Bat Tribble, welcoming you to another edition of Mission Finest, where Vince and I go through our archives to bring you some of our favorite episodes from along this glorious Misho mission of ours. Tonight, we are bringing you episode 153, which is our review of The Color Purple. The Steven Spielberg film that starred Whoopi Goldberg and brought one Oprah Winfrey into acting prominence on the big screen. Uh, We did this episode back in March of 2019 as part of Women History Month, and we sat down with noted, celebrated Philadelphia journalist Denise James, alongside her friend, visual journalist, Denise Keenan, for a very interesting conversation about the color purple. It went some into some corners of uh, perspective that I did not expect <laughs> us to go. Uh, Denise James is, for the most part, a, a person who does not sing her own praises and It's cool, but I wanted to take a moment to just give you a little insight on who she actually is here in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, Denise was a reporter for Channel 6, ABC, here in Philadelphia from the 80s until deep into the 2000s. I think she left Channel 6 in 2010. I believe she, she was there over 20 years, probably close to 20 three, 25 years with ABC. And she was just this trusted person that you would see on the news reporting whether or not it be some story from the streets or doing a very special and investigative report on an issue of, of note going on in the city. And she would go on and become a very heralded and respected Respected member of the National Academy of Black Journalists as well. Um, I, I have not met anyone involved in journalism who has a bad word to say about Denise. Uh, for the past few years, uh, she's run Denise James Media as well, teaching media journalism as a uh, adjunct instructor at Temple University. And I have been proud to serve alongside her for at least the past two and a half years as a board member on Philadelphia Community Access, uh, aka Philly Cam. And it's been that's where I, I got to know Denise personally. And me and her, we 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 get along pretty well. We like to uh, sit sometimes in the meetings and just have conversations amongst ourselves, either in each other's ears or through text message. Um, we served on a few committees together. She's she's cool. She knows her stuff. She's very down to earth. She's just uh, good people. And um, it has been my honor and sincere pleasure to get to know her over the years. And I was more than happy to introduce her to Vince because I knew that those two would hit it off fabulously as they had. And her friend Denise Keenan was just as dope. So we look forward to the opportunity to bring the both of them back onto the show. And uh, Denise has a very special 
connection to Hollywood that she'll talk about on this episode. And we're looking to getting deeper into that connection as well. So stay tuned. All right, that's enough for me. Enjoy Vincent Lenz Mission Finest, episode 153, our review of 1985's The Color Purple with Denise James and Denise Keenan. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Me Show Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing you a very special Me Show Mission. It's March, which means that it is Women History Month. That's right. And for Women History Month, we are featuring some of the greatest black women in the world notice i didn't say the greatest so don't nobody get mad at me right we got some of the greatest (laughs) all month long that's right and we have been joined today by two very spectacular women they're spectacular in that they share a name yet they're still different it's amazing (laughs) we have journalist denise james and photo slash visual journalist denise with an a Keenan oh, here right. in the Bat Cove. How are you doing, ladies? Yeah, oh, doing well, doing well. Yeah, Re- doing really enjoying really that good. I'm here. <laughs> we are enjoying it as well. And tonight, yes. we we have stepped into what I would, I think it's safe to say, Vince, we have stepped into, uh, once again, into the pantheon of black films. Absolutely. As Denise James, upon her visit to the Michaud Mission, yes. has asked for us to review the Color Purple. The Color Woo-hoo! Purple. The, the 1985 purple. drama directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. Danny Glover, mm-hmm. Margaret Avery, mm-hmm. Ray Dawn Chung, mm-hmm. Adolf Caesar, and in her film debut, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Oh my God. This film was nominated for eight Academy Awards uh, based on the Pulitzer Prize winning 1982 novel of the same name by Alice Alice. Walker. And this is the film that the journalist Denise James asked for us to review here on the show mission. We're going to get into the film in a little bit, but real quick, Denise, why did you want to review The Color Purple? Mm. Well, you know, The Color Purple is iconic for a a lot of black women I know where there are so many things going on in the color purple whether it's race or gender issues Mm -hmm. beautiful cinematography great writing excellent acting and some really really fun lines oh yeah there are you know women I know who I could have a conversation with by solely using lines from the color purple we pick up on each other. Right. So there's something about that movie that really deposited itself in my deposited itself in my soul, if you will. And while it has a lot of heavy issues it deals with, when I think about the color purple, I feel warm. I and it. okay. it's just one of those movies. Were you first introduced to the color purple via the film or the book? The book. The book. Okay. Yes. The, the upon book. its release? Uh yes. Yeah. And I read it actually. Uh, with a friend of mine. She was reading it while I was reading it, one of my uh, close friends from college. Mm -hmm. And 
and we would just talk about where we were in the book as we were reading reading through it. We had just graduated from college yeah, a couple yeah. years before then, and then could not wait for the film to come out. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, how about you, Denise, with an A? <laughs> I was introduced by the film. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we were. I remember us watching it in Florida. A little background about me is my parents are from the South. And so okay. Okay. I remember watching the film in Florida and just thinking about, you know, is this like, is this true to our family? My grandmother was married when she was 15 and my mm. grandfather was about 30. And so, oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know, okay. So we had that kind of Southern um, beginning as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for us as a family, it resonated, especially, you know, with, with a lot of the gospel um, that was in there and mm-hmm. some of the other Southern traditions. And so we were introduced as a family with the film. Okay. Wow. Okay. I remember being right. shocked that some of those uh, issues that the women were dealing with, whether it's the young marriage, you know, by, to some man who scoped her from across the room uh, in exchange for uh, some donkeys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was just amazed that they talked about it so openly in the film. My friend and I mm-hmm. wondered, were they going to talk about Suge and Celie's relationship at all? Were they, you know, what would right, they actually right. deal with? Yeah. And they dealt with a lot they of do. the things that were in the book. They do. From um, Well, first of all, before we get into it, but Vince, where were you when you were introduced to Color Purple? I probably read the book first. Yeah. I, I remember my parents and, and everyone around them had the book laying around. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it was just on the shelf. And I remember reading it. And, and you know, if you've read the book, it's, it's in the form of letters. Yeah. So it's actually easy to read mm-hmm. in chunks. Mm-hmm. And I just remember reading it and and much like Denise, no, not you, Denise, you, Denise. <laughs> I, I remember wondering how they were going to turn it into a film yeah. because, you know, like you said, the book was really, really heavy. Yes. And to see how they, you know, that made the decisions that they made is is, you know, frankly, what still interests me about this movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I read the book first and then. You know, like like you said, it's just it's one of those films that even if you haven't seen it, it seems like everyone has seen it because everyone knows big old chunks and parts of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of the most quotable films of all time. You know, like how many even guys will still walk up to people and be like, you know, until you do right by me. Right, right, right. Everything you think about it. <laughs> For you real. Do it with the fingers. Like that. Right, right. You got to right. get the fingers. You got to get the fingers just right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there were a lot of men who well, protested. Absolutely. Uh, you're right. Right. And we had to and talk criti- about that. critical about it, yeah. even though they had not seen it. And some of the men I knew had not read the book nor seen it, but absolutely. protested it based on the word of other men. Word of mouth. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, people are sorry. Yeah, I can't stand people. Before we get, I, 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 right, I, I right. want to go too down the rabbit hole okay, with the right, film right, just right, yet, right, just right. yet, just yet. I want, I want to <laughs> first get, um, you know, give the audience an idea of where you two ladies stand as uh, film buffs. They're used to listen to me and Vince pontificate about movies like we know what we're talking about. Um, you know, we've got them fooled. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. But just sitting in front of a mic will do. It's like, well, they must know what they're talking about. They've got a microphone. <laughs> Denise, would you consider yourself a bit of a film buff or not really? So I'd not thought about it that way, but it depends on you know what what you think of as a film buff. If it's somebody 
who loves visual stories, mm -hmm. whether they're in documentary form or film form or a news doc of nine minutes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I really do love a produced visual story. I think there's so much power in it. Uh, a bit of uh, transparency here, Vince. Denise <laughs> is um, the sister of someone who has produced a film in 2018 that you were a huge fan of. We were just talking about recently on our Oscar nominations uh, show. I was hoping he'd get one. Um, the film Sorry to Bother You. Oh, one of my favorite films last year. We were just talking about how it didn't get. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it should have gotten for original screenwriter. That's exactly that's yeah. You, we can run the tape back. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> that is and, exactly and what I, that is exactly <laughs> yes. what I, I thought it should have won. It, it should have been nominated for best screenplay. Yes, yes. And I um I I love Spike Lee, and I know Spike helped motivate my brother Boots. Boots Riley, uh, the writer and director. Oh, Boots Riley is. I'm also a fan of his music. Yes. Yeah. So okay. He's the filmmaker. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so um I saw that. I think Spike got a nomination for Black, Black Landsman. Yes, in one of the categories, it might have been director. Yes, he got a director and director. best picture. And I didn't wasn't that impressed with the directing of that film. It right. seems like a very political nomination. Were you listening to our show? I was about. It's almost like you I, were here an hour ago. <laughs> you know, I I thought, and I yes, it's my brother, and yes, I would have lied to him to tell him that the film was great if it wasn't, but he didn't make me lie. No, it was no. a good film, and I think I think deserve it more so than Black Klansmen. Mm -hmm. I agree. Of that category, yeah, I agree. Anyway. I, th I think the consensus we came to is that this is a case that you get with the Oscars that it's a lifetime achievement award in regards to Spike it's, Lee. It, you know, with Spike yes. Lee, you know, yes. this is a we call it the Al Pacino scent of a woman Oscar, yes. yeah, treatment. So, if it's any consolation, I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he should win. I don't I think, think he should win either, but I, I think, think he's going to win. You think so? No. I think you, you think they're going to give it to I him think like they gave Denzel I, that uh, Oscar exactly. for that horrible movie. I think to offset Training Black Day. Yes. Training Day was not a horrible movie. It wasn't movie. awful. Yeah. Can you hear me doing Raspberry? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Sorry if I spit mm, on the mic. I think Black Panther is <laughs> going to lose for Best Picture. And, well, the, yeah, and, we and to offset it, I think they're going to throw Spike. The Oscar for Best Director. You think Black Panther's going to lose? I think it's going to lose. Well, best I think you picture. meant to say Black Klansman is going to lose for Best Picture. Oh, I think Black Klansman is going to lose as well. But I, I think what that. everyone is very sensitive about this year Black is Black Panther. Vincent said, "I said what I said." You're right, and I think both of them are going to lose for Best Picture. <laughs> I know what he meant. He don't know what he meant. I think, <laughs> I think they're going to throw. I think they're going to throw Spike the Best Director. Yeah. Award. This is. I think this is his year. They should have given it. And that bothers me because it's just like we'll be getting an award for Ghost when it should have been for other things. Exactly. Uh, if they and, and Denzel, he 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 was he should have gotten it for Malcolm. Yes. Uh, Glory. Well, no, uh, Glory was somebody else. But anyway, he got it for, for Glory. He got it for yes. Glory. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of the giving it to him for that. <laughs> Wrong, and if they give it to Spike for this, he should have gotten it for other. He absolutely films. should. We we talked about that. We said there there are a lot of films better than Black Landsman, but yes, his music should have gotten plenty of awards. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Who's anyway. music. Hmm? Oh, your 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 brother's music. No, no. I'm well. I'm talking about Spike uh, Spike's music? music in some of his films. Some of um, his music has been really good. I'm not talking about when he used music that was already out. You don't like it? 
I can't say I don't like the music. We the music is our opening theme from um, right. She's Got to Have It. So yes, I do like the music. Uh-huh. I don't always appreciate how he uses it in his movies. I think sometimes he it it he uses it to the detriment of the visuals. I I don't think it it adds to the film. I, that that's my one of my reads on Spike Lee, who I do enjoy as a director for the mm-hmm. most part, but that's my thing on him. But me and Denise want to return to to this notion that Training Day is not a good film. Training right. Day is a good. Cause did you like? Uh, I did like Training Day. I like Training Day too. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's talk to us, Denise. I don't like dastardlies, and then he was a dastardly person. You don't like dast. You don't like dastardly people. I don't like films that are based on dastardly people. I really people don't exist doesn't mean i have to like them right True. right right Clue, first of all clue number one that we have a writer in the building she used the word dastardly, dastardly. <laughs> right. a fine word to you I a fine a word. word i haven't heard dastardly since my best of hannah barbera cartoon set <laughs> but but um i've never thought of his character as dastardly in training day but yes. i suppose he's a bit of a dastardly he, bastard he is yes he didn't tie anyone yes. to train tracks but he could have he, 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 yeah, he, he would exactly. have he would have exactly. there was a train track if there were train tracks right <laughs> yes yes instead he tied them to all kinds of other yes. ugly things yes right. if, if a room full of swole um um puerto ricans is akin to a train track he right did right leave yes yes, my yes man he did <laughs> yes he on, did. on the train tracks okay so i guess well he you tied made somebody to addiction <laughs> oh he was just twirling his mustache all throughout this yeah, film, wasn't right. he? You're, well you're absolutely right denise i stand corrected shame on training day shame training day shame yet i like that other film he was in with um ice t when the cell phone was about as big as a book and um and he was a, a da or something like that oh with ice t yes and ice t was the dude he grew up with in the neighborhood i remember and he got into deep trouble That's right somebody re- was blackmailing him setting him up the, i remember to say movie. that he was sleeping with some women yeah. and doing drugs but they had drugged him took pictures of oh him. that was um oh that's a film with john lithgow yes he would i like that film it's not ricochet no wait is it, it might be, it might ricochet. be ricochet. <laughs> it might be ricochet i think it might be ricochet okay. oh that is yeah that is a good film i love that that's film. a good pull but but he's not dastardly in that film exactly that's why she likes it <laughs> she likes it you know you're, you're not, not keeping up you're not following <laughs> the protagonist is not dastardly that's right she's anti-dastardly not pro-dastardly Mm, it's okay. all very consistent, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Danny Glover mm. in a, in the color mm-hmm. purple. See what I did? See how I, I, I like that was it. a nice I transition. Brought, uh, you, you like right that, in a right? newsroom? I know. I've written in the newsroom once or twice. See, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not the only reporter. Vince was a reporter mm. for ten years in Baltimore. All right. You know so Terry just... Owens? I've met Terry Owens. Okay. The original T.O. Yes. But go ahead. Yeah. I so digress. You're in recovery. Journalism recovery. <laughs> yeah, I got Because you never really leave it. I it, never really leave it. it. And I'm, we're writing yes. stuff now for the website. Yeah. So, so you're I'm, in I know. It's, it's, it's rehab. Yeah. It's all right. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> What's this interview about? What's this conversation? We focused? were talking about the color. Oh, okay. Are we officially talking about it? Let's get like, into the like, color. I, all right. Here we go. Now we lay the trailer. To the color. 
We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. story for the whole world. It's about life. It's about love. It's about us. You will always remember, Mr. Shook. Old Mr. Nettie. Squeak, Sophia, and Seeley. You will never forget the color purple. The Color Purple is a 1985 American coming-of-age period drama film directed by Steven Spielberg with a screenplay by Mino Mies based on the Pulitzer Prize winning 1982 novel of the same name by Alice Walker. It was Steven Spielberg's eighth film as a director. Wow, imagine that. And it was a change from his usual summer blockbusters. It also featured was the first feature film length directed by Spielberg for which John Williams did not compose the music. The film stars Whoopi Goldberg, Danny Glover, Desrita Jackson, Margaret Avery, Oprah Winfrey in her film debut, Ray Dong Chung, Willard Pugh, and Adolf Caesar in one of his final film mm, yeah. roles. The film was a box office success, raising $142 million from a budget of $15 million. It received positive reviews from critics, raising praise for its action, direction, score, and production merits, but it was criticized by some critics for being over-sentimental and stereotypical. It was nominated for 11 Academy Awards, including Best Picture, without winning any. It also received four Golden Globe nominations, with Whoopi Goldberg winning the Best Actress in a Drama. Steven Spielberg didn't receive a nomination for his direction, but he did receive a Director's Guild of America Award um, and a Golden Globe nomination. And the film was later included in Roger Ebert's book series, The Great Movies, and would go on to um, inspire a monumental musical, uh, Broadway musical, that is still in theaters to this day and is currently in talks to be adapted again into a film right, by right. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> the Color Purple was brought to you on this stop on the Me Show mission by Denise James. Denise James, what have you to say of The Color Purple? One of my favorites. Yeah? It is absolutely one of my favorite films. And um, I haven't, it's funny, I hadn't watched it in a long time. Mm -hmm. I started rewatching it yesterday, to tell you the truth, though I was really sleepy, so I didn't mm -hmm. make it all the way through. But I was reminded of why I love it. Storyline is powerful. The subject matter is important. It's 
beautifully shot and edited. The edit, some of my favorite editing, edited scenes mm-hmm. are in that film. You know, the back and forth from fixing the shave, Mister, to getting the African uh, markation mm-hmm. on the face. The, I can hear it. I, that's just one of my favorite edited scenes in film. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a film class right there mm-hmm. in, in in this movie. Uh, Denise, yes. to my left, <laughs> what say you of the um, color purple? You know, the color purple, uh, like Denise had mentioned earlier, women of a certain age uh, can, you can start just a part of that a line in the color <laughs> purple and someone will finish it. You mm-hmm. know, I was at a baby shower um, and I started humming, you know, sister mm. and 10 other women. It, and all of a sudden we were in harmony with just mm-hmm. the humming of the song. And then somebody broke out with the song. So it, it, it's kind of a unifying um, movie in that way. It doesn't matter like where you are in life. If you've seen that movie, mm-hmm. you can start quoting from it. I've noticed, I, I say of a certain age, because I notice some of the younger women that I hang out with, if you if you say, you better not tell nobody but God, you know, they're like, what? They don't know the next yeah, line. They don't know. Because it'll kill your mama. Yeah, they right. don't know the next line. But, you know, I, I can say that to Denise and she'll she'll go right into character mm-hmm. with me. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's a very unifying um, movie for women, I think in particular, of a certain age. It, you keep saying uh, women of a certain age. One of the things that as I was watching this film, it struck me that this is one of those films that I think unites the generations Mm -hmm. because I think this is one of the, I know that this is one of the films in my family that my sisters who both have daughters, you know, have, uh, well, I I shouldn't say that. Excuse me. My, my one sister has a daughter and my other sister has two, uh, three Grand granddaughters, um, and they speak of the time coming when they can introduce this film to them. Mm. You know, they they. I remember, I remember them sitting down with my daughter, who for a long time was the only like little girl in the family, and them introducing that to to mm-hmm. her. You know what I mean? So I think this is a film that kind of like unites those generations because you know, for a film that is set in the early 20th century was made in the 80s there are a lot of themes that are still very relevant exactly. in 2019 exactly. you know um and that's uh, the scary thing of this film but as as relevant as they are you feel them because everything that's done with this film is so timeless the timelessness will always be there if the direction and the acting is on point and that is what is on 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 display with the color Mm -hmm. color purple i know this is a big film for you as well vince i mean i think it's it it's 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 appropriate we were talking about black panther before we start taping this i think it's difficult to talk about this as a film because it really was this cultural phenomenon Mm -hmm. And and it resonated immediately. But, you know, again, 20, 30 years later, it still resonates. And I think rewatching it, knowing that it was this cultural phenomenon, you can see this almost this this almost purity to it that you could see it was going to resonate. I thought, you, you know, the thing that 
I've I've grappled with through the years is something that you know, I'm, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say, Denise. No, not you, Denise. You, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> it is a different tone than the book. Wildly different from what I understand. You, 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 know, the, the you know, the book is much darker mm-hmm. in tone and in some of the some of the the themes that are dealt with that, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, they touch on in the movie, but maybe not as much in the book. And while I think it is unfair to to judge a, a film by the the source material. I think it's difficult to separate the two because, again, as a phenomenon, if you remember, they did all the interviews and, and you know, even through the years where you, if they talked to Oprah Winfrey and if they talked to Whoopi Goldberg, maybe the third person might be Danny Glover. But the fourth person is always Alice Walker. So unlike other projects, Alice Walker has always been very connected to this. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I think it is a film that, again, resonates and it should resonate. And, you, you know, it's funny. Everyone's talking about showing like my daughter is is just turned 14 and she watched it for the first time. And I think you're right. Lynn. it is almost a rite of passage mm-hmm. showing the, this film to to uh, young women in particular, because unfortunately, we are still talking about a lot of these issues. And, and you know, as of this taping. You know, we're maybe two weeks off of the R. Kelly documentary. Oh, surviving R. Kelly, and and there are so many of these same themes that are there. But I think it is a film that holds up for the most part. You know, I have little dribs, and you know, we talk about later. But it is, it's, it's, it's. I mean, this, this is mandatory viewing. This is a mandatory viewing, absolutely. I think it used to be mandatory, and I only say that because. I find that 20-year-olds or 23 or 25 are not viewing it like we used to. And I, I commend you guys for, for you know, instilling that in your daughters. But I think that it used to be mandatory. I don't think it is anymore. Why do you think that is? I don't know if it's just culturally we've changed. Um or maybe it's not like for me when I was growing up, I remember like there was no like opting out. First of all, we only had one TV. Right. Well, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's like true. we there was not TVs in everybody's room. So exactly. whatever mommy and daddy was watching, in particular my father, that's what we all were watching. Right, right, you right. know? So that, I think that. it a lot of Either the that things that I watched mm-hmm. yeah, was mm-hmm. football or movies that he allowed us to watch. Right. And so I don't I think it's just a different I think we're different culturally in the ways that we are are not only like raising our children, but the ways we are interacting. Each one of us probably has two phones apiece. Yep. Right. Right. You know, so I think it's different now, Um, but I think it's still important culturally. I just don't think it's like mandatory anymore. Well, that's a shame. We've got to change that. and We're changing it right now. Right. 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 (laughs) God damn it. <laughs> All right. So let's so let's dig into the film. Let's yes. let, let's go there. Let's go there. And the first thing that I, I, I want to dig into, I just want to jump right off the bat, is um I'm still amazed, having rewatched this film today, that I did. You know, Whoopi Goldberg, Margaret Avery, Tandy Glover, everybody, all the performances, astounding. Can I add a Kosu Abusia? Thank you, because that's exactly where I was yeah. going. Oh yeah. Because who uh, still looks the same way she did. 
when they made that film 30s, however many years ago. Man. Can you believe that Okosa Buyusia, right? Busia, or I don't know how. Okosa Busia. Yes. Who plays Nettie. Yes, she yes. does. Celie's sister. Why? Plays. But death can keep me from it. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because you just, you, you just said that. Uh, quote number one. Let's keep a yes, quote. Yes, yes, number yes. One. Quote number one. This is quote number one. Now, you said there's nothing, it's nothing but death. Yes. Can keep... All right. Because I have spent the last 30 something years thinking that she was saying nothing but dust can keep us. Mm-mm. But thinking, her thinking dust, you know, yeah. right. means right, meaning, right, right. meaning death. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But she is actually saying she death. She says death. She yeah. saying because death. later on in the film, Celie says she must be dead. Yeah. Right. She says she was going to write, and she doesn't write, so she yeah. her must be dead. Well, yeah. I, see, and I heard that too, which made me think, well, maybe she did say death. She didn't say she must be dusty. <laughs> see, this In is your defense, thank you tonight. It was very dusty. <laughs> True. It was. Vincent is correct. It was. Lots of dust. And- it was yeah, dust. because he threw a handful of rocks and dust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did. Right, right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to point out was this actress mm-hmm. plays Nettie from a child to see, um, like, Yes. It, yes. It's her the entire movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first watched this film, and I think later, you know, after you, you come out of the film, and somebody said that to me, and I was like, get out of here. That was a totally different chick. But this was in a movie. So I was like, do I spend $14 right. to, see see to go see it again? <laughs> to, say, to say, no, you're wrong, to wait for her to come back at the end of the movie. But I was like, no, get out of here. So then when it comes out on, on video, you know, I pop it a VCR and I'm watching, I'm like, my God, it's the same woman. It's the same woman. Yeah, See, oh, when you yeah. say black don't crack. That's good black. Yeah, yeah don't that's crack. Because, like you said, she looks like that right now. Yes, yeah. that was that's amazing. And I don't think she gets the props. Her performance, yes. not at all, yeah. gets the props she that, that deserves. You know, um, considering that not only that, not only is she doing that, but she's also she's also asked to do voiceover in this film. And voiceover we've spoken about. Voiceover usually can go wrong in a film, right? And it 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 works, mm-hmm. and I think that's because of her reading. It, it's like it's an amazing performance. So I want to give her some love, Okusa Busia. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, but <laughs> it, it's not because I don't love you. That's you right. did work, girl. That's right. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, I love her. Okay. Hi. <laughs> right. And you know who else was in that? Lawrence Fishburne. That's right. Yes, he was the juke joint. That's right. I had totally forgotten to. Yeah. I watched it. Lee Swain. Like he man. was he was there when can't, can't you knows. can't you yes can't you pump that bitch yep. on no <laughs> can't you pump that little bitch yeah Miss Celie no no yeah Show oh yeah a young Lawrence fine I as he wanna be said okay hey, all right Denise no. fine as he wanna be she, that's what she said that's, I said what I said well I heard what you said um, <laughs> and yes he yes he was the Lawrence Fishburne getting his uh, early Sam Jackson on because he was in basically every black film yes he was. <laughs> Um, and he popped up in this film, and I was like, "Yo, look at 
him. Look at him doing work and actually looking like he playing the piano, knowing what he's doing. Yeah, all right, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all. Um, and also, let's give some uh, some love to uh, Desrita Jackson, who plays a young Sealy. Absolutely, uh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Know, a, a very thankless job because yeah. she, I mean, she is. She's picked for the character because they want that character to look what people think is ugly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then she can't get jobs afterwards. Well, you better say so. Really? Is that is that what happens? Yeah. Oh, it, wow. She, she, the things I read said it was because she was dark skinned. Mm-hmm. It probably was that and because she didn't have European features. Right. Features mm-hmm. of, of beauty. I mean, Akosa Busia has not worked nearly as much as she should have. Thank you. You know, same thing. What? I mean, when's the last time she gets time little roles here and she there? She gets little roles here and there, but she's. I the- just assume she was maybe just like you know, a lot of people they they go to the stage and they live there. So I was assuming. That I don't she- think so. Yeah. Wow. I'm hoping now that comes back around. We I do see sometimes older actors and actresses who didn't get their due getting another shot mm-hmm. because the young actors and actresses who are producing and directing yes. right. pull Reaching them in back. and say, right. come Reaching on, back. thank you. Because I don't remember seeing Suge until she was in Crash, wasn't yeah. she? Because when I was like, that looks familiar. And yeah. then I was like, that is Suge Avery. Oh. I hear she was blackballed, but I don't, that she was a little bit difficult. That's what I heard about Margaret. But I don't Avery. know. That just hurt. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. We're gonna be real easy yeah, with easy, that Margaret easy. Avery talk. I know, right? Easy. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the, I love Margaret Avery. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like her too. I'm glad that they didn't let her sing. She wanted to sing that. And the one little song she sung, you could tell that she's like me, not a singer. What's her name? Uh Tata Vega. Mm. She told it. Oh it up without yeah. R. Oh, oh, it up. Yes. Yes, she did. It's actually my favorite scene in the movie. Go ahead. Do the hum. Go ahead. <clears throat> I don't have it. <laughs> Wait, what scene are you talking about? Are you talking about maybe God trying still. to tell me something? Or are you talking about sister? Sister. Well, sister. Oh, yeah, that's that not my favorite scene. Maybe yeah. God trying to Yeah, that's my favorite yes. scene. Oh, yeah, that is nice. I, I, think that, I think that entire yeah. scene right. is perfect. See, yes. Daddy? Sister's got soul, too. Mm. So I don't understand why she said soul and not souls. I think she was talking about her own. Yeah, she was but talking about her own. Sinners, plural, have soul, too. Sounds like they're talking about they could dance. No, no I she's think... Talking to her, I her, her daddy, souls. big, big I daddy she Rev. messed up the line. Yeah. No, I actually thought she said souls. She did not. See, I heard a totally different movie than people. I heard dust, I did heard souls. You were watching <laughs> The Incredibles. <laughs> Like, wh- Which is another good movie. Right, right. I, was say, I mean, the part with Jack Jack was <laughs> phenomenal and so touching. I thought they said his name once. They said it twice. <laughs> right, right. You, you. Okay, so another line that was that went wrong in the film, mm. but was done so well. Mm-hmm. I, I believe they used the first take because Oprah talked about it being cathartic. Right. When she says, you told Harpo to beat me. Yes. All my life I had to fight, had to fight my brothers, had to fight my father, had to fight my uncles. And then she says, you want a dead son-in-law, you keep on advising him the way you do. It's not her son-in-law. It's her stepson. Right. When the when the, when she first oh, said it in right. the movie, yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. Yeah, you bump on it a little bit. But it was so well delivered. That was first take. Oprah said they used her first take. Yeah. Because it was everything that was in her. 
Well, yeah, come because out. she was speaking her truth. Right. I was about to say, mm-hmm. so, and her Oprah Winfrey's so raw. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they did it again. Yeah, but the first one was the one. Yeah, and so they st- they stuck with son-in-law. Yeah, damn it. Well. Why you bump? You watch it next time. No, 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 no. I, I, I did bump on it, but I didn't care so much because you're just into the scene. And then it cuts immediately to Harpo. To Harpo, you know, all lumped up. That's a full hoofprint right there. No, that's a fist print right there. It looked like a fist, a lady fist. Lady, I see the nail right there in your eye. Yeah, heaven be here soon. Bash Mrs. Head in and think about heaven later. That's just, that's, that's, I'm sorry. I no, no, no. Uh, it's a very quotable back. film. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. This is, look, this is a conversation. This is not me leading this. Right, this right. is a conversation. This is supposed to be organic and just having fun and talking about this film. I mean, look, I think the audience has caught on that we like the movie. <laughs> right. So I think the cat's out the bag. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just go in on loving this film. You talked about this was your favorite scene. Although. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay, let's go. Here we go. Well. Let's go. Let's go, Vince. I do like the film. But. But I would like another, like you were talking about, there's discussion of remaking it based on the musical. The musical. Right. I would like a more sober version of this film. What, is what do you mean, mean by sober? I more, think more akin, more, more, more to closer to, to the tone of the book. I think there are comedic elements of this film yeah. that work mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, even the scene you're talking about, where we're talking mm-hmm. about domestic violence, mm-hmm. we're talking right. about Celie being basically going through Stockholm syndrome where, where she's, you know, selling where, you know, you need to get beat like I get beat and, mm-hmm. and, you know, heaven comes soon. And there are moments throughout this film that are the, like, and then you cut to Harpo saying, Oh, well, I didn't get hit. And it's played for laughs. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a version of this film that is closer in tone to something like appropriately enough beloved where it is you know again this it's it's i mean it's it's a sober story it is a dark story i mean it's it's about rape it is about it it is is mm-hmm. it is about um abuse mm-hmm. it is it is about toxic masculinity mm-hmm. i think you, you know to to your point and you know and and i, and I swear i'm not going to turn this into a man talking about man stuff in color purple. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the pushback to the film from a lot of men, frankly, is because it's not handled in, in, in as nuanced a fashion as it is in the book. Like in the book, I think you, you really get the sense that this is an, an indictment of black men. This is an indictment of, of this family. From from old Mister to Mister to Harpo, and you really see how and and you know if you're looking for it, it's in the movie. But Harpo is played as a buffoon for most of the film. Old Mister, the two or three scenes he's in the film is kind of you know this is an Adolf Caesar from a soldier story. You know, old Mister is kind of funny. You know, she spits in his drink, and I want a film that is closer to the novel. Like I've always wanted a film that was closer in tone to the novel, because I do think a lot of that weight 
that is in this story gets lost because of the beauty of of steven of steven spielberg's direction because of the tonal choices that are made so let me just i just want to get that out now. I hear you. we can I go hear back you. to love and color purple and 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 the letters the new more letters come could be could be not we go back to that all right that's no, all i, I just I, I let me you. just get that go out ahead, I, I was just gonna say like with beloved i don't remember watching beloved over and over and over again but with the color purple the way it is it's digestible well which mm-hmm. leads to conversations right. of mm-hmm. i hey mm-hmm. i know that was a funny scene but is somebody touching you Right. right. So you can have these conversations mm-hmm. because it is digestible. Beloved, I watched that and was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Exactly. Like I, I didn't exactly. put that back in. I right. don't fall asleep to Beloved. You know, yeah. I fall asleep to Color Purple, wake up like, oh, OK. But I know what is the base of that. And right. I can take that to my nieces and say, I know we laughed about this, but this is serious. Like what's happening in your life? Right. I, I agree. I think. um I, and I hear what you're saying about wanting to feel some of the grit in the film, that, that, that it lost some of that grit in the cinematography and, uh, and, and the, the jokes that were made of, of some of what was happening. But I think sometimes humor lets people off the hook just enough to not run completely from it, mm-hmm. that if they can laugh at themselves, they don't hide as much yeah. from themselves. And yeah. now maybe it doesn't have to be as um, ridiculous sometimes the, the stuff was ridiculous you know falling through the roof and it's going right, to rain on right. your head it's going to rain on your that head that kind of stuff because he wasn't willing to take care to p- pitch in and be a full parent to his child right uh, so I hear you but I, I have to agree with Denise okay that we might not still be talking about this film in that I've I've not had a positive discussion about Beloved it was so very difficult right so very but yeah, so very difficult that I just couldn't wait for it to be over, and I never was able to finish the book. Okay, have you have you seen the musical? I've not because yeah, I haven't seen it. The music? Have you, Denise? I did not see the music. I musical. I'm, I, it's funny. I'm not really interested in seeing the musical, but oh, really? I would watch it because it's colored purple. I actually wasn't that interested in seeing it either, but it's now maybe about a good five six years ago, I saw it at the Academy of Music. It was phenomenal, and while it definitely is the movie as opposed to the book. Uh-huh. It does deal um, more with some of those themes that you were talking about. Okay. There definitely is more of the made and scene of the relationship between Celie and Shug mm-hmm. in the in the in the musical. And I think I think it actually is a a happy marriage of the two of the two, because the the musical as being a stage play first can be longer than a film. It right. has to it, it's allowed to you know draw some things out and be mm-hmm. more more expansive on things and mm-hmm. not just simply inflate it with songs, but actually like delve into these themes and these storylines a little bit more. And I think it does to to the betterment of of the uh, of the film so that some of those darker things are there but it still has enough of that lightness of the fi- of the film so that it is digestible like you said because right. the one thing i was taking watching this because it does bring to mind a little bit of beloved but i agree with both of your points is that i'm watching it and i'm like wow this is this is really beautiful 
um, and the picture that it 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 paints of 20th century rural Black America is you know at one time. In one way, pastoral, yes. with something like, you know, the scenes of the grass and, you know, walking mm-hmm. through the color purple and everything like that. But in in other ways, it's very disheartening as well, because they are basically still living, you know, like they are poor. They're very poor. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're bu- Harpo is building basically this shack the shed upon which they are going to sneak to have parties mm-hmm. you know they go to town <laughs> and they basically are reminded that you know you are niggas you aren't mm-hmm. uh, you, you're not black people you are niggas you know um so that that's all there but i think it hits even more within that beauty because with to a degree it's a commentary on you know other films set in, in this time, which has the same pastoral settings mm-hmm. and, and vistas, you know, where you won't, you don't see the reality. It's all make believe. This right. is a mashup of the two. And I think that actually works. You know, people that got on Steven Spielberg about that. Yeah. Maybe he got, gets his sentimentality on in some of the scenes. <laughs> I was thinking, I was actually thinking specifically of the scene where Suge finally gets a letter from Nettie. And right. pulls mm-hmm. silly upstairs mm-hmm. to, to read from the letter. Mm-hmm. A very powerful scene. Yes. yes. Extremely powerful. Yes. It's, it's a scene that, to my mind, that Steven Spielberg, looking at that scene right now, probably films it the same way, but takes out the music. Because right. the music, the music kind of choreographs how mm-hmm. you're supposed to feel. And I don't think you need it. Yeah. I think, I think her reading and just the vistas that 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 the images that are painted there are all unique you don't need the music and then when it then cuts to them breaking into his room to look for the rest of the letters and you've got like kind of like this sneaky music on to be cutting from silence to that sneaky music would have been that much more powerful Mm. that's where maybe steven spielberg his first time out with a serious film and not like a jaws close encounters type of thing right probably wearing his hand on the sleeve a little bit too much but other than that i thought his choices were spot on i really appreciated it i didn't mean to shut down the conversation but (laughs) i have a tendency to do that (laughs) because i'm the bat (laughs) triple so favorite parts uh, one of my favorite scenes is uh, when Sophia goes to punch the mayor's wife. Mm. Mm. And I'll tell you why it's one of my favorite scenes, because everybody everybody has been um, approached in an inappropriate way. And you're always thinking, I wish I could. You know, right. She actually does it. Right. And everybody's like, oh, and then you see how much she lost. Right. Yeah. Right. So you see the reflex that you you think about having. But you see the loss and how much pain it was. But then she wakes up at the dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, Miss mm-hmm. Sophia, Sophia home Sophia now. Home pass, home me pass, pass me them peas. Pass me them peas. You know, so that's one of my Silly, favorite scenes. I remember just... you came in. <laughs> right? You, she's rocking. I, I she's knew there was a god. And then that eye, yeah. like yeah, the, the eye the, was floating. The, the eye was. <laughs> she had the floating eye. She was but, rocking back but and look forth. At, she, but look how much her family, even though it is a dysfunctional family, brought her back to life. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. What and do we think of Oprah's applicable. Oprah's performance overall her in this best, movie? Her, her best ever acting performance. Yeah. She has not been able to rival that. Not yeah. in Beloved. 
definitely not in uh, Brewster, whatever Brewster's place. place. Brewster's place. Oh, I love um, the women, women of Brewster. Not in place. Richard Wright film, Invisible, Invisible, no, um, Invisible Native, Man, Native Son, not Bright Native, Native Son, Native Son. Right, where she plays the same character as the woman in Brewster's it's Place. It's why I'm still pissed off. Oh no, because they didn't get awards when they should have. Yeah, that might be her yeah. best. Yeah, ever. I'm really enjoying her in Greenleaf. She is good in Greenleaf. <laughs> I'm really that's enjoying her in Greenleaf. Right, 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 that's right, a right. Series. Right, okay. And shot okay. beautifully, like a yeah, yeah. yeah. And even at this, she's just having fun. She's right. having fun there. Yeah. You know, she's not doing the heavy lifting right. in that. Um, but I, I've heard, and I enjoyed Oprah Winfrey's performance in this immensely too. But I have heard over the years some backlash against her against really? her acting. Some people thinking like she may be overacting. Well, it's big. But but I think that goes back to what you just said. It's I, see to me all roads of critique lead back to Spielberg. I was going to say it's Spielberg. Okay. Yeah, that's the direction, direction there. Yeah, 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 but she's definitely big. Well, and think about how they portray uh, big black women. Right? Yes. It's always over the top. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I, there's very few characters that you see who's a big black woman and she's quiet and dainty. And right. in the book, she was that way too. Uh, and and and. She's she like was that a big a, girl. The way right, they say right, it in the movie, right. they say that in the book. Right. You know? So she has this big personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes in this uh in the movie, the scene where um Celia is taking care of her in the bathtub. Really like they're mm-hmm. really their first Scratching meeting. Them. There we go. Yeah. That that <laughs> that whole scene yeah. was just like the tenderness. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a true laying on of hands that mm-hmm. sisters do. Mm-hmm. It is such a true thing. Because you know we don't let people touch our hair like that. Yes. And for you to lean back yeah. and mm-hmm. let somebody just touch your hair, like scratch out your head mm-hmm. like that. Mm. And uh, you know what I, I also liked about that was that I think the inclination, the acting inclination would have been to for uh, Suge to flinch. But she doesn't mm-hmm. right. at all. And that's all because it's already been set up just by just the few words that they they said on this film. Because really, it's not even until Suge Avery becomes really a part of the film that Whoopi Goldberg even says a whole lot in this movie. Right. A, a lot of her performance is all in her eyes and in her acting. And, and if anyone has ever seen like her, her one-man show that propelled her to stardom, right. yes, whether absolutely. or not you saw it on stage or on, or on HBO, absolutely. you know, that's what... Whoopi Goldberg is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that whole scene of of the two of them, that, that was like really one of my favorite scenes. I, I love that she was very honest there when Suge's character asked her, what, you ain't never seen a naked woman? She's like, uh, nope. Yeah. And you know, telling her about her kids that they got vulnerable with each other right mm-hmm. there. Immediately. In ways that we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and I don't think enough love, like you said, you, you've spoken about, and, and Vince will love this, has been given to Margaret Avery. Margaret Avery really runs the gamut in this film. She's she's over the top. She's sexy. She's you know she's down home. She's sisterly. Um, she's you know this unachievable beauty. Yet she's everybody's favorite sister or or mom and and our favorite aunt. She's just she's just like great in this movie and and like fantastic. So. My one major critique of this film Uh-oh. is that Mar- that Margaret Avery was the weak link. <gasps> you think? <gasps> Get out! Yeah. We have not talked about I, this. I felt what? I never was able to suspend disbelief and 
not see that it was Margaret Avery acting like Suge Avery. In the book, Suge Avery was somebody different. I was discussing this with a friend of mine recently and, and finally figured out the person who Suge Avery was supposed to be. Okay. A young Jennifer Lewis. Hmm. A young Jennifer That's Lewis. interesting. Strong, sexy, nurturing, powerful. I don't know if you heard her book. Or I listened to her book. Not afraid of sex. Right, right. Well, no. Not yes, afraid of, yes. of people's notions of her sexually. Mm -hmm. That's how I saw Sugar Avery. And it's not what Margaret Avery gave me. Wow. She gave me somebody who was acting like Sugar Avery the whole time. Sorry, my oh, truth. My I am the exact opposite. I was just about to say, I think Margaret Avery is the best actor in the film. Ooh. Oh, well, I didn't go there. No, no, no. I'm I look. And I like everybody's performance in the film. Like I actually like, you know, you're talking about you think this is Oprah's best performance. I think this is Whoopi Goldberg's best uh, performance. Yes. Like, yes. I, I think she's amazing. I, I like Danny Glover. And among Danny, Danny Glover's. Yeah. Well. I like Danny but Glover. I do. I I. I love Margaret Avery in this movie. Why so? Mainly for what you said. I think she captures a lot of different tones. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I think she's over the top when she first, you know, you sure is ugly. I think you get that real vulnerability that you get with women in particular mm -hmm. when they're looking for their father's approval. Mm -hmm. you, you know, and again, the tonal thing, you know, it's, it's almost kind of played for, like, you know, I's married now, but there's this real sadness there yes. Yes. when she's talking about her relationship with her father. I think you get, I mean, I think she's very much attracted to Albert, but I do think there is a bit of, of disappointment in scorn that he's not man enough mm -hmm. to stand up to his father. Well, I and never, I think you I never get saw the attraction. I got to be honest. I didn't with see, with what? I didn't see the attraction at all. You didn't buy that. I either. didn't buy that. I didn't buy it either. I didn't buy that. I think I'll he was that. a safe space. I think I think Danny Glover is this is the most sexualized I've seen Danny Glover. Like I think Danny Glover when he doesn't have his shirt on and and I think Danny Glover cuts a fine figure. He was sexualized and beloved. He was, yeah, he was. I thought he was more sexualized. Touch me on then. the inside, pause. Uh, <laughs> why does everybody go to that with beloved? Like yeah. beloved. Well, I, I mean, have a nightmare. It's the movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for interrupting. And then you know, like I said, I thought I, I think the you know maybe God's trying to tell you something. Scene is perfect. Like, uh, well, I think that she is everything that good Christian girls are told not to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And she's she says her mind. She's sassy. Yes. She wears red nail polish and red lipstick. Shakes you know, yeah, she all that shimmy mm -hmm. was shaking. She put on her red <laughs> on the juke joint and mm -hmm. shimmered it down. You know, those were things that yeah. good Christian girls are said you shouldn't be. Well, I will say that I as much as I did like her performance and I did, I just uh, praised it. I do wish. It was her singing because I do feel when it's not her singing, mm -hmm. you know, like that, mm. that. That's not her voice. Right. You know, yeah. De decidedly not her voice. So so I definitely do feel that um, I stand by my read of her performance mm -hmm. in this. But I hate you, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> because the other Denise, not me. No, no you, no, you, no, you Denise. <laughs> yes, you, Denise. I know. Yes, you know exactly which Denise I'm talking about. I just about. got here. <laughs> because... You sing a young Jennifer Lewis. That would have been perfect. Now I can't. I'm yeah. like, can't wow. See that, can you? that would have been perfect. I can't see it. Yeah. Wow. 
Because Jennifer Lewis could have sang it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And would have tore it down. Sang. And back yeah, up. Yeah. And she, yeah. I hate you. And she, <laughs> so Put in right. a good way. You got to hate me and my friend Charlene because that was the discussion. It was mm-hmm. me and Char. Well, that sounds right. Yeah. Next time I see Charlene, I'm punching her in the eye. <laughs> Figuratively. Figuratively, yes. <laughs> figuratively. Yes, don't Ralph cram to me, ladies Her, and gentlemen. Um, so maybe that, no, she can't play it now. She's too old. Oh, Jennifer Lewis? Mm-hmm. In, the, in the musical? Mm-hmm. No. I mean. No, I love Jennifer. Trust me, Jennifer Lewis will probably hear this and be on the audition line, but no. And cuss you out on the way. She, she sure mm-hmm. will. I mean, how old is it's, Mr. Supposed to be when we first meet him? I'm, well, it's 1909. How old, so how old is Shug Avery when we first meet her? 35 40 i mean is she 40 one of my critiques of the film is that time wasn't really honest because right about 25 years passes and they go from being children to having gray hair right right right, right. but i was willing to let that go i was thinking so i don't Shug know was about 20 something when we first meet her yeah oh i thought Probably. she was I think, older I think, that's that's just old time at 20 something yeah so that was about 28 I yeah. think she's probably twenty eight, early thirties. Mm-hmm. When we first meet, when we her. first, when she first right. gets to the house, the so first Jennifer time she's Lewis when she's probably, first shaking her shimmies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jennifer Lewis probably couldn't swing twenty eight. This was thirty some years ago. I, Jennifer Lewis, right. thirty. Oh no, no, we're talking about her doing it right now, now oh. in the remake. Oh. <laughs> I'm no. trying to get Jennifer Lewis in there right now. <laughs> no, she could carry it with her voice and her actions, but. She would not look I mean, the part. She, I mean, yeah. she and she looks good. Sexy she does yeah. look good. She looks good. She does look good. But can't you see that? Uh, she would have tore that yeah. up. She would have. She would have. But I, I, but I like Margaret Avery in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can recast a whole bunch of people. So, uh, you know, I, I like Margaret, uh, Margaret Avery in this. Um, and I like Daddy Glover. I think Daddy Glover is very good in this film. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's, he's really good. I mean, he's so good that. You get pissed at Danny Glover. You know, mm-hmm. like, yo, man, you... You, you dirty. Uh, yeah. Right. You will, right. man. Like, yo, you beating up... Man, mm-hmm. look, man. The jail I, you plan for me? Any more letters come from Nettie? Ooh. Mm. Could, could be. Could be, be not. not. Who's to say? Who's to say? That's... I said, wow. Like, and yeah. every... Like, to me, that's his most evil moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. I said, Wow. That was when he dipped because it was shortly after that. Then when she first held up her hand, right, right, right. that he recognized yeah. it was the beginning of the recognition that he had messed yeah. up. Oh yeah. Well, before that, she grabbed the knife. Now that's right. right out the I never turn. asked you for anything. That's that was you. after. No, after no. could be could no, be it? not that she then took the knife. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because he said you can't. That's when he recognized. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. No, see, but I think he knows he messed up when Suge had to save him from the blade. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You are that's sure what, right. That's what that he was knew. the moment when he mm-hmm. first thought about it. I don't think he actually bought it, no. but he, he recognized that yeah. maybe she was getting she was no. gonna slip my throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's when he was. He was like, ain't sharp enough. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched it in years, so I forgot that that's actually a callback oh, to when to he first scene? to the earlier scene when yes. he first kicks exactly. out Nettie. Yeah, and he says, "Don't even think if you, you know yep. you cut me, I'll kill you." Mm-hmm. But you know, after all those years, I guess he had dropped his guard. And ain't that real life? And yes, ain't it that is. real life? Because they come to know that the fear is there without being spoken. Yeah. And you slip, and she gonna cut your throat. Yeah. So one of my favorite scenes is when um, when Sophia has to shop with the mayor's wife, mm. and she yeah. can't even see straight. Yeah. And Celie comes and takes the list. Mm. 
and gets it for her. Yeah. I, I feel teary when Choked that up. happens because we do that for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we pick that up. I got you. And, and we don't want the other person to know who would take that as that person's as the person we're helping's weakness. So we just do it and we put it right back in their hand. And in a film that, again, is filled with this sort of Spielbergian bigness. It's a quiet scene. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a very subtle scene. It's a great scene. Yes. It really is. It doesn't end with the shopkeeper scaring right. the young Seely. Right, right. You're going to buy something or not, gal. Right, you know? right. It's um, not the sweeping music. And, yes. You, you know. It doesn't snatch you from yeah, that scene. You really get to feel it's it. It's a Even great when scene. she ends it and tells her, basically, keep your chin up. Right. Mm-hmm. Got you. And then, of course, it winds up in the scene you talk about right, later right, where she right. says you know no, that's I the day I knew yeah you get the rock mm-hmm. that's the day and I knew the <laughs> yeah. that the rock flo- I knew there was a god that, that floaty mm-hmm. do you buy Danny Glover's redemption at the end of the film yes I'm an eternal optimist obviously I do believe that people can change if mm-hmm. it is what they desire and they do the work for. And I sensed in the way that character evolved that he started to recognize how ugly uh, his actions had been and the impact they had, uh, unjust impact on them, and started to try to do right by them. He couldn't even bring himself to have a conversation with Celie because right. he was just so wrong. Yeah, like he he gets redeemed, but would you introduce him to your homegirl? No, like, no. You know but I just saying? I wouldn't I wouldn't keep shooting at his house every time I pass by. Oh, that's <laughs> true. You know, because those bullets in the mailbox, I would stop doing that. Maybe that. And tell my friends, don't don't waste your bullets. Right. But I'm, I'm not going to introduce yeah. him. Like, hey, I got a friend. Mm-hmm. And they actually kind of set <laughs> it up. You, you you know, again, I think um, one of the things that I really noticed this time was this intergenerational relationship between the men. Yeah. And the scene that sort of leads into his redemption where he, you know, tries to, you know, he gets Nettie and Adam and and other in the daughter home. It's that wonderful scene where he says to Harpo and Sophia, it's Mm. so good to see you two together. Because again, Mm. Harpo was played for laughs. Harpo was a buffoon the whole film. Harpo's his son. Harpo yes. his son. But Harpo is the one who breaks the generational thing. Yeah. Like Harpo stands up to Mister in a way that Mister never stood up to old Mister. Until for Fort Shug Zan. Avery. Yes. Like, like yes, yes. right. Harpo marries Sophia. I mean, you know, he yes. ends up faltering, but you get the sense that that Mister realizes that Harpo is a better man than he is. Mm-hmm. And he's maybe trying to do better now. And that's where I disagree with you because you you said that you, or maybe I'm um, not fully understanding how you said it, but you said you thought this was more an indictment on this family. And I felt that this was an example of how of generations of toxic masculinity can basically be handed down. Yeah. until somebody actually stops and that and that is an, an indictment on men in general that's something for men to see and watching watching this film again 
made me think about this whole stupid backlash that is going on now in real time. Who knows mm-hmm. by the time this airs about this whole Gillette commercial that is speaking against toxic masculinity and people, you know, are up in arms about, you know, who's Gillette to tell us, you know, uh, about toxic masculinity and all this type of stuff. And it's like, dude, somebody's got, somebody has to at least stop it. Right. You know, somewhere. And, and does it mean that Gillette is now all in for this? No, there's still a, there's still a corporate company, but there's, there's nothing wrong with changing the message. There has to be a different message out there. You know what I mean? Because if for no other reason, if, if you don't want to, if you want no better example of what generations of toxic masculinity can do to you, just look at what's in the White House right now. But in this film, I think some of the men were pushing back because they said it was toxic black masculinity. Well, right. And in the context of the times, right. there was this feeling that there was less representation. I'm not supporting it. I think it's bullcrap. I think the whole notion of you can't air your dirty laundry if somebody may see them mm-hmm. or see your laundry because then you're never going to air anything you're never going to get through it if it can only be done in these little pockets yeah because it's in those pockets that the sickness survives mm-hmm. uh but i think they that was one of the layers yeah but those are the same guys right. that are championing um you know the other depictions of black men at that time you know nino brown in new jack true, city true you know uh um you know the gangster rap that is going on so so i don't want to hear from them they can shut the fuck up can you say that on fcc actually you cannot so i have to mark the time you just so that told can... us about yeah, motherfuckers and mothers but as the as the producer i will time and know where like to put now it he's now, didn't he tell us that he said, he I, said, I mean you all were sitting there he said there are regulations and we can't this and that and <laughs> that's what he said but it sounds like that was some curry right there I, I, that that is actually an example of curry yeah Said it's my show, and I'll f if I want to. (laughs) There's a whole section you'll cut out. (laughs) How do we pick up from that? I don't know. Um, Is there anything? I mean, because we've already been going on for for an hour about the 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 color purple. I think it's like we said. Vince has pointed out one aspect of the film that doesn't fit well with him you denise have picked out you know you've always thought that margaret avery you know has, what's the weakest weakest link what's the weak link mm. in this film is is, is there a, a negative for you with i this don't film? have a negative for this film i thought it was uh, we, one thing we did not touch on enough is the visuals okay Ooh, yeah. yes. mm-hmm. stunning it was yes. absolutely visually stunning and the way this film was edited um there are sequences in this film now that i'm actually you know, editing and producing short films and that kind of thing. I look at it differently. Okay. This is a stunning film. It is dripping with beauty. I mean, dripping, yes. Is there one sequence that kind of like pops in? I I think the sequence we talked about with the shaving and the, Mm -hmm. you know, when she says, tilt your head back. And it's like, oh my God. And they they go back and forth. The audio, the visuals, uh, the music. Some of it's the audio with the drumming and, and it's just, it's musical. It's percussive. It's beautiful. It's cultural. Oh my gosh! Even when Sophia knocks out the mirror, you never see it. Yeah, the right. car goes by. Yep. Right. You know, and yeah. I think that's an important distinction. It's like you know what happened, mm-hmm. you just don't see it. The color purple. I mean, even the scene where she's yeah. giving birth. 
Mm. It's just a beautifully done the steam coming scene. off the baby. The steam coming. Off. Thank oh, you. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> the steam coming, coming off, off the, the baby. baby. Yeah. Yes, it's just a beautiful film. I like Mister on the Horse. Yes. Oh Chasing man. Chasing young yes. Nettie. And yes. again, you don't see. And you don't really hit. see him, but but you see it. When she knocks him, when she knocks him. When she knocks him, yeah. yeah. But I like when she's looking back and then she looks back and he's not on the horse anymore. Oh, and yeah. it is actually a frightening moment. It is. Yeah. yeah. Even is. the last scene where you see. And the, the music the, stops there. Yeah. It does mm-hmm. stop. The last scene where you see the color red. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you hear, see? <laughs> <laughs> right? But you Mama see Mama Uzi, Mama Uzi, Mama. <laughs> Did I say that? Oh, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I love that. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful ending, and they end with the sunset. You know, you see Danny Cameron. Yeah, me and you must never part, Mikey Dada. Yeah, sorry. That's in a musical. As a photo in me, I just wanted to give. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you on that. No, no, no. I hear you. They used the jib in that bad baby. They would, my God, sweep down. Oh, they would sweep down from the top down to the bottom. Oh, just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. I, I was actually thinking of um, the scene of Sealy on, on the train and watching the little girl. Yeah. Oh, that's a great yeah, scene. it is. Whoopi Goldberg is so great throughout. She really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about yes. the scenes you all like, because she is pure fury yes. in that shaving scene. Oh, my God. Oh, but she's pure she joy. Says- in no the words. scene you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even and before she gets that, that shimmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. so good. Oh, when she sees the, when she gets the house. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cha-cha-cha. Yeah, that's, oh, my God. You know, you get a peek at Whoopi Goldberg as Whoopi Goldberg at the end where she's telling Harpo to go and change. And mm-hmm. she, she and Sophia have that cute oh, little moment pants, yeah. about. It, no, I'm it just, Whoopi Goldberg is so wonderful in this film. I agree. Yeah. But then so. you also see the. The PTSD when she thinks when you remember when she sees the the thing in the corner and she yeah. thinks it's Mister. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Right. So you see that. Yes. The, the trauma you saw yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. In the she gets over that real there. quickly. She's like, get this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Push it out of the way, man. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so much good stuff in the color purple. Yeah. There's so much good stuff. God don't like it when you pass by the color purple and don't notice it. Mm. Show don't. Does that- not like it when we do not see our own beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and actually the beauty around us. That quote hit me today because I, that's not one of the quotes you hear, or at least I I don't hear quoted mm-hmm. enough, right? From that movie, that actually did hit me, and I thought Margaret Avery did a phenomenal job delivering that line. That was probably one of her best delivered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the disrespect! <laughs> oh, and when she did Sister, when she sang that, that scene was good. Yeah, but is that her singing? She scratches. We're acting. Okay. In that scene. She is acting very well. She shakes a shimmy. Well, she's got a lot. She's got a nice Uh, shimmy. Like that Margaret Avery. (laughs) You know what was a funny scene that I really liked, though? When when they realized Sophia was about to punch the lights out of Ray Don Chong's uh, Agnes. Oh, they all started packing up. Gotta go. Time to go. Gotta go. Oh, poor. Good night, y'all. She's like, Poor stupid Mary Agnes. I said fine <laughs> with me. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I know we were just talking about beauty and I took us back to that. <laughs> it's like, you 
weigh 90 up pounds. Are you not reading the room? <laughs> Am I packing up and going? Time to go. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I started this film saying that, you know, this film may be on the, the, the pantheon of black films. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, is, that, is that something that you would agree with, ladies? It's, it's up there with my top 10 or less. Maybe top, yeah, top ten or less. All right, it's definitely in my top five. Top five mm-hmm. sounds Ooh. like pantheon to me. Mm-hmm. Definitely in my top ten. Again, I don't even know. Like, like, how do you, how, how do you even how do you judge this? Like, yeah. like you have to see the color. Like, if you're, you know, I understand talking about the generational thing, mm-hmm. but if you are a person who studies black film loves black film respects the history of black film how can you not know not just watch the color how do you not know the color purple mm-hmm. so yeah it's yeah, yeah i think it's as critical to see the color purple as it is to read the invisible man yeah absolutely yeah, you better say that dare i say the film is more critical than the book if you want to talk about the culture yes Agreed. You know, you're talking about the culture. More yeah. people consumed it. Yeah, absolutely. And it resonates more to this day. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're recommending The Color Purple. Would you recommend people <laughs> see The Color Purple, Denise? What's the top level of stars? Oh, oh we don't give it stars. Yeah, we, we, we just rather we get a fist. Who knows whether or not you will yeah, recommend I, I was it. I say, watch it. And, yeah, we tell them to watch it. Absolutely must see. Must see? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. if you're young, must watch it with someone who's older so that they can make sure that things that seem like they're meaningless have context. Mm. Mm. That's, yeah. That's a good recommendation. That's a good recommendation. Yeah. That's like, good. Why wouldn't she just leave mm. for a younger person or a younger person who lives with privilege? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They may need some help with the context. Right. And yeah. knowing that people got married that young. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a thing. It, it was definitely a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's scary because, you know, now. Whew. Oh, there's laws against that now. Yeah. <laughs> here's right. the thing. Here's the thing. Like, could that even. You, you wonder if that film could even be made in this climate today. You know what I mean? Like, it would be updated just like um, Color Girls was updated. They added an HIV. And I hear, I hear y'all saying laws. I think it, it. I think it depends on the state. You can get married at fifteen. Yeah, I feel like South Carolina and and one of the Delta states. I don't think so. Like you can drive you at fourteen if I, you are on a farm. I, th- you may not be I wrong think on that. South Carolina, perhaps Driving Louisiana. I don't know about. I don't know because because you know if. If what? What's the, the statutory rate law? The the, the national. On the it depends on the state. It depends on the state because some consent yeah. is sixteen. Yeah, that's true. I think that it's. I think just if not, your parents sign off on it, there are some states you I can get you married right. at fifteen. I think it's just not accepted practice anymore. So right. you can get a court order in some states at fourteen, fifteen years old to be married. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Anyone under fourteen cannot get married. Yeah, I hear y'all. Yeah, this it. We live in a big country. Like you sitting oh, here in, in the bosom you. of Philadelphia. In we, the bosom. This this is a big country we live in. Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> what states can you marry at twelve? Okay, we're not gonna yeah, uh, <laughs> get, out get out of this. Get out of this. You, you need to be easy with all that Googling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The feds aren't on strike. <laughs> 
have a helicopter over my house. Right. Looking up. It was how, his IP address. How to get a child broad. Hey, easy with all that. <laughs> the research, I swear. Well, my name is Mary Agnes. <laughs> Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We are heartily recommending that you see the color purple is streaming somewhere near you, or it should be on your shelf. You should, if you don't own it, you know. I guess people don't own physical DVDs anymore. Right. Um, Prime Video, but you got to pay for it. Yeah, and it's on Lifetime every now and again too. It's it's everywhere. You don't want to watch it on Lifetime, right? Because you want to watch it unedited. Yeah, they cut stuff out. If you need a fix, you can get a quick fix. No. Don't watch it on Lifetime. I said boo. No, don't watch this on Lifetime. Don't watch it on BET. They cut it up too. Oh no, BET. No, no, they cut everything up. You need all. So you're gonna so you're gonna watch this and then cut to a commercial of love and hip hop? No, true that. No. Or what is that? Marriage counseling? One of those reality shows? Yeah, it was something something (laughs) stupid. Yeah. No, no. Just go go buy it. It, Yes. You could probably get it for. Now, like nine dollars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in the grocery store, yeah. They'll pro- it's probably a, a double pack with Beloved, so there you yeah. go. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> right. oh my gosh, so there you go. So, so you get a, a, a great film and a mouse pad all at once. So, anyway, oh. I, I shouldn't say that because I actually like, yeah, I was about to say, I did like Beloved, disrespect. <laughs> all I remember is, is a tree, it's a tree on my back. And touch me on the inside. Oh pods. my goodness! It's not a bad film. It's long, parts. but it's not it's a bad. powerful film. It, it is, is very, powerful, very difficult. But it's a hard. That's a hard watch. It's not one you go back to. It's a hard. You don't eat right. popcorn don't while watching that. Mm-mm. No, you don't eat. Like yeah. you just you no, know, you take don't. it in. No, you just just take. Yes, exactly. It's right. an and injection. Process. <laughs> All right, Denise. Denise, yes, 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 this was fantastic. Yes, thank that's you. Cute. Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Um, just a little bit of um, more transparency for you, ladies and gentlemen. Denise James and I are uh, friends. We are on the board of directors at at Philly Cam, the mm-hmm. radio radio station upon which the Michelle Mission is available. Um, I have uh, I met Denise through there. She is a noted journalist here in the city of brotherly love thank you fantastic uh journalist um a mentor to many journalists here in philadelphia i know that um and it has been indeed a delight just getting to know you um i feel the same we don't spend a whole lot of time together but when i do am able to spend time with you it is always an education (laughs) in uh in in grace and uh, uh um diligence Hard work and fuckery. And, <laughs> and here I was just getting ready to say it always feels like a warm embrace when I'm with you. But then you had the fuckery piece. Fuckery can be an embrace, baby. You know what? Yeah. You're really right about that. All right. Michelle after dark. Coming soon. And Denise with an A. An A plus, may I add? For joining us. Shimmy on. She's got sparkles in her shirt, too. I see that. Mm. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed it so much because you were Denise's guest here that I hope that you will accept Vince and I's invitation to return to the show mission. You can bring Denise in with you. 
if you like, she gets to choose the film with a film choice of your own. That's right. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh oh. <laughs> I like it. All right. All right. I like it like that. Oh, that's a whole nother movie. Yes. That's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Michelle Mission is available as a podcast on Podglomerate, the Podglomerate Podcast Network, um, a network of curated podcasts just for you. It's also available for your download and stream of pleasure on MichelleMission.com, as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, any place and every place that you get podcasts, including TuneIn is available there, iHeartRadio. It's all over the place. We get it out there. We make it easy for you to find Show which is spelled M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. It's also available in a very edited form as a radio show (laughs) every Saturday at 1 p.m. on WPPM 106.5 FM, People Power Media, Philly Cam Radio, here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. And you can also spend your Monday mornings with Michelle, Wake Up With Michelle Mission on 9 a.m. on Mondays on 91.7 FM WKDU, the voice of Drexel University. All right. Um, We're going to continue this whole month of Women's History Month. We're going to bring you another fantastic show next week. We hope you're enjoying the fun. Until then, he's Vince I'm Len, and parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.